Welcome to the Dear People of Earth podcast. This episode, we talk about the Nazca beings. The NASA report on UAP and talk about the rejection of a select committee with subpoena power and the revelation of more UAP hearings. Finally, we talk about the lost F-35 stealth fighter jet. No part of this broadcast may be reproduced or distributed without express written permission. Thank you for listening. Well, it's been a bit of a crazy week, has it not been? We've had, uh, let's see, we've had little lizard alien people from Peru. We've had, uh, I don't know what the hell NASA did, uh, but they did some sort of a a year-long look at, I don't know what they did. We'll talk about that today as well. Um, We'll talk a little bit about uh, the hearings uh, that will be upcoming now again in the uh, Congress, uh, as well as the rejection uh, of the Congressional Committee. Um, basically, what happened was uh, they were given the the, the no-go on uh, having any type of subpoena power uh, to come and bring people to the table. Uh, probably, I would imagine they were going to be going after some of the, the IGs and taking a look at uh, exactly what they knew, how they knew it, but that looks like it's not going to happen. So um, I'll be speaking, um, hopefully very soon, I'll be talking uh, to Mr. Burchett about um, what went wrong. Um, And maybe we can get to the bottom of it a little bit more, but it looks like we're going to have some more hearings. So uh, the first thing I wanted to do is give a shout out to Quantica. So at at Quantica Science on uh, Twitter. They, uh, so let me back up. Obviously, a lot of you probably know about this. This past week, uh, there was a Mexican uh, hearing, similar UAP type thing to what the United States had. Um, In typical fashion of Mexico, in the end, they had something quite fantastic pop out. And it looked like, uh, well, I'll I'll be honest with you. They look like little paper mache dolls. Um, Agree. They look absolutely ridiculous. Um, But here's the thing. I reserve all judgment, and I don't base my facts upon visual evidence only. Um, I base my facts upon what can be learned scientifically. So even though I'm with you, probably many of you, on the issue of these look like a fifth grade science project, (laughs) I agree with you. Um, we, we are not in disagreement. They look absurd. Let's be honest. Um, but here's the thing. When you look a little deeper and you delve into this a little bit more, um, you learn very quickly that there are two very different things going on here. The first thing is this. So they were apparently found in Peru in Nazca, uh, by a mineral, uh, I guess you'd call him a miner. Um, there were at least seven beings found, or seven of these things found. Now, the story goes that the person that found these, uh, or at least brought these to, uh, I, I, I don't know all of the backstory, because I'll be honest with you, it doesn't matter, and I'm going to explain that to you in a moment. Um, brought these little beings, or whatever they are, um, and, and brought them to the authorities. Peru did a report, um, 
some doctors did a report, some physicists and some uh, experts. I, I don't know all of them. Um, I'm there is a language barrier there. I'm sorry. I, I did do my best to uh, go through what I could, but there's always something lost a little bit in translation, and I didn't get all of it. So I do apologize for that. I, I am trying to do the best I can with what I have, uh, but at the end of the day. Um, it is what it is. I can't, I, I don't know all of the information myself because um, I don't understand it. Um, that being said, they came to the conclusion that uh, the beings were hobbled together with um, llama skull. Uh, the bones didn't match. There was a bone that was reversed, uh, this, that, and the other. Well, there's a directly, there has been some summation out there uh, that it's possible that the Peruvian team had been compromised. Uh, you can look this up. You can Google this. Um, it's out there in some different places. I, I'm not leveling any accusations at anybody. I don't know what occurred. I don't know the facts or the truth behind whether or not they were, why they were, what they would have been compromised about. I just don't know. Um, but but there is that kind of rumor out there. Then you have the the next part, which is somehow these were... Uh, brought to Mexico, uh, the Mexican government slash Jamie Musan slash Gaia got hold of these things. Well, directly looking at what Peru released and what was released by some YouTube channel, these are not the same things. They may be on paper or they may be uh, from a 10,000 foot look exactly the same. Or the Peruvian information is just dead. Excuse me, is just dead wrong. Or the Mexican information is they're dead lying. So there's two things that have to occur. Number one, um, I want to get into one argument that I have seen all over the place, and it's and it's surprising that um, mainstream publications parrot this. So Jamie Musan has thrown a lot of stuff to the wall, right? Um, he is a Mexican journalist. He uh, has forwarded theories that have turned out to be hoaxes. He has uh, forwarded a, a body at one time that uh, Gary Nolan was able to uh, look at. Say, this is just a human that's completely malformed. Um, hasn't had a great track record in that area. The person apparently that had given these bodies or had discovered these bodies was a known hoaxer. Here's the here's the fact and the truth of all of this. It does not matter. Um, the worst guy on planet Earth, the biggest con man, the biggest hoaxer, hoaxer, the biggest, the worst of the worst, could have discovered these and given them to somebody. It's I'll give you a correlation, or I'll, I'll give you an analogy. Let's say there's a guy that was during the gold rush. All he ever found was pyrite. Right. All he ever found was that fool's gold. And he brought in pounds and pounds and pounds of fool gold, fool's gold. And everybody said, oh, here's Bill again. He's got a pile of fool's gold. And again, he drops it on the counter and it's pyrite and it's junk. It's not worth anything. Right. But then one day he walks in and he's got five pounds of solid gold that he dug out of a river that he found himself. All that pyrite that he delivered before, all that fool's gold that he delivered before, doesn't matter because what he has on the table right now is five pounds of gold, right? It's the same exact analogy and it's the same correlation between 
you might have a guy that has been lying to the world, but all of a sudden, that one guy, he does possess something, or he does come to the table with something that is authentic. So at that point, yes, maybe if he brings you something that you look at and you say, this is not real, and you throw it out the door, or you throw it in the trash because of his reputation, at that point, I can understand. But the second you start to apply scientific principle and scientific matter to what you're doing, subject matter to what you're doing, where you got it doesn't make any difference. It just doesn't. It's, it's inconsequential. You throw it away because it doesn't make any sense or it doesn't matter. The fact is, those little things are going to speak for themselves. It's not going to be, well, these came from Jamie and that other guy. Therefore, they're fake. Well, that's not science. Science is doing what they said they were doing. And as I said, there's a huge disparity between what Peru came up with and what Mexico came up with. So two things have to occur. One, you have to argue the fact that, okay, so if these two things are completely different, and I mean they are 180 degrees in the opposite direction. One says it's a fully intact being, and this is the Mexico, and I'm going to get into that more now because I literally just finished watching um, a re-examination uh, through uh, the Mexican media, and they had Mexican physicians there, and they had um, they used new CT data scanning, and they did it all right in front of everybody. So we're going to address that in a second. The fact is, is that these two conclusions are so vastly different on these things that at this point you have to do one of two things. You either have to believe one over the other, and it's very easy for us to take the the debunk and say, wow, it's just crap, it's all debunk. Very easy to do that, right? It challenges the very notion that we have of our own existence. So what do we do? We have to take one, it's debunked, anything further is trash, don't believe it. All right, that's your prerogative. It's not mine, it's not scientific, and I'm not going going to accept one over the other. Or you accept that the Mexican team did the right thing. And I'm inclined to believe they did, but I am not inclined to believe 100% of it. Um, and the reason for that is because of those issues in the past. Um, I cannot see any situation where well known labs, well known experts, would put themselves on the line and certify results of certain things for Jamie Musson. I, I, I don't see it. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. When you, when you put that in, why would you put your name on something if there was a possibility that it was a complete and total hoax? You, you're destroying your career. You're destroying your professional credibility. You, you're destroying, in fact, a lot of, you know, you're not going to earn a living doing what you're doing, right? There's just no way because nobody's going to take you seriously. So that's where the science either meets out and proves that these things are real or it meets out and proves that they are not real. So this evening uh, in, I can't remember, 918. So it's 920 uh, on the East Coast PM right now. And I just get done watching uh, the re-examination of one of the bodies, um, and one of the beings, I will say. And I'm going to put forth two more theories after I tell you this. So the first one is this. They did the re-examination. They, uh, they had a, a person there that 
certified the results. He was a notary public. Um, they also had physicians uh, and they had technicians to do the scanning. And the person's one person's job was just to certify that the body that was going into the CT scanner was the exact same thing that was being shown on the screen. And there were things put into place to say that that was correct. So it wasn't like, all right, we're going to put this thing through the CT scanner and then we're going to put fake images up on the screen. They couldn't do that. They had checks and balances in place to do that. So pardon. Very good. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here one moment. Ah, that's much better. So we have that. And then as they were sitting there and I, I was watching uh, the, and again, this is where I want you to go um, and talk to Quantica Science at Quantica Science, uh, posted up real-time translated uh, video of exactly what was going on. So I was able to follow along exactly, and you can too. Just go to Quantica Science. I think he has it pinned on his uh, on his profile. Um, and you can watch one, two, three, four, five, all these videos. I think I stopped at 15 or 16 because otherwise I wasn't going to get to this podcast. Um, and a couple things stuck out at me. Uh, one was a really fascinating piece about, um, the joints, one of the joints or a couple of the joints in this being, um, that, uh, it actually exhibited osteoarthritis or osteoporosis. I don't one or the other, um, Basically, what that means is on one side of the joint and the other side of the joint, there was consistent rubbing, right? Um, consistent deterioration due to that type of, or if you equate it to humans, it's, a, you know, it's arthritis. Um, that was very interesting to me. The second thing that came through was the, uh, the notion that the head is that of a, a, a llama, and it was inverted. And when it's desiccated, it looks in a certain way. So to, to my, I guess, for me personally, it was, it was impactful that both a radiologist who looks at these images all the time on humans and uh, a human um, bone doctor, orthopedist, looked at these and said that the head with a skull and the neck bone, the skeletal neck bone, so spine, uh, joined perfectly. They have not been uh, joined with glue. You could see it. They were not joined with any metal. You could see it. Um, wasn't there. It has a perfect jointing. All right. So already right there is a very inconsistent um, thing that the Peruvian team said. Uh, secondly, the brain pan itself, uh, they asserted that this is not of an animal. Um, they don't know what it is. Um, it's not human, but it's also not animal. So it doesn't hit, it doesn't go in any taxonomy that we have. Um, I'm not ready to make any leap that says that these are aliens in any way, shape or form. I'm getting very close to the point where I'm going to say that these were biologics. Um, I'm not there yet. I need more information. Um, I might like to see a completely independent analysis. And I've reached out to Jamie. Um, I am friendly with him um, as well as I'm, I'm friendly with, I guess he's his handler slash researcher. 
uh, Jesus. Um, and I have put out there that I would be willing um, to put forth an independent team uh, to take care of this. And that would mean uh, independent funding as well. Uh, it's going to probably cost around two to two and a half million dollars. Um, the order of the day, I believe, would be to remove all ambiguity from this thing completely. Um, and that would mean 24-7 monitoring. It would mean 24-7 uh, chain of custody. Um, and you can answer these questions. Now, again, like I said, it doesn't mean that these things are alien in any way. They sure seem it. Uh, but it, I, I would not be able to do that. I think that there would be a step involved in order to determine whether or not these things were, in fact, not just non-human, but alien in nature. And I think that about the only way that you could do it for certain would be to look at the DNA and see if the DNA of that particular creature or that particular body had been manipulated, as in spliced, edited, gene editing. If that's the case, and you put it together with the carbon dating that's a thousand years old, and certified multiple times if that's how old it is, um, well, we didn't have that back then uh, at, in any way, shape, or form. We weren't even close to it until, you know, recent history, recent human history. So it would be incredibly difficult for a thousand-year-old being to have been manipulated with their DNA. Um I am not versed enough to know how they do that, how they go about looking at it, if that's a special test that's outside of the purview of just DNA typing. I don't know. Um, so maybe somebody can can help me with that. And I did try to do a little looking, and I didn't find much on it. You know, apparently, it's a big secret, but I, I don't know. But let's, let's go with the fact that maybe these are biological entities, right? Non-human, for sure. Just their skeletal structure is bizarre. Um, some of the things that have been noted, uh, they're tridactyl, so that means that they have uh, three fingers. Um, an additional um, viewing of, or not viewing, an additional scan of one of the hands uh, showed that uh, whoever put these things out there and said that they had bones that were inverted in the wrong way, well, the science of the, of the Mexican team directly disputes this. Um, and directly refutes this, I should say. Um, secondly, the the way the thing would have walked and breathed, if it breathed air at all, maybe it didn't. Maybe it took in uh, oxygen a different way. Maybe it didn't take in oxygen at all. Um, would make it very difficult for the thing to breathe because its its lung, or I'm I'm sorry, its its uh, ribs are like hula hoops is what they look like, little hula hoops. Um, another thing that if you go back and you look at the videos that were from tonight, um, one of the uh, pretty cool things that they noticed was that at some point, this particular being um, suffered some type of trauma and with their ribs and the rib into their spinal column. Not manipulation, trauma. Like these are guys that do this for a living. Um, they look at human skeletons and they know what trauma looks like. And another part of this is that they had a reptilian skin to them. Um, and if you look at some of the, uh, the, the data from these teams that looked directly at the skin samples, they had little warts on them. 
Um, and you can go find this. It's there's no reason why you can't do it. It's there. Um, and they noticed that in direct opposition to the Peruvian team, there were no cuts, there were no stitches, there was no uh, no glue. So I, I saw another thing that was brought out. Well, maybe these are a thousand years old, and they put them together a thousand years ago for whatever reason. All right. Well, then they were more advanced than we are today, because they were able to put these things together with no glue, with no metal, with no sewing. Um, they did something, uh, if they did, that we can't detect in 2023. Leads me to believe that that's not the case. Leads me to believe that more than likely, and, and I'm leaning towards it, more than likely these beings are somehow real in some way, which is going to lead me to my next part. This is about UFOs and UAPs, so let's discuss. Let's, let's get crazy here. My first theory is this, that these are beings that are not the alpha of their time. Uh, that they might have been and, and probably were used for a certain purpose, created for a certain purpose, in order to serve whatever created them. Or as a specific assigned job, right? So what could it be? Well, maybe they were designed to press a button all day and they didn't need to walk around. I don't know. Do you? Maybe they were assigned to bang a drum all day. Or maybe they were assigned to uh, spin a wheel. Or they didn't need to walk. Maybe they were designed only to birth things. Because if we look at it and we see that inside they have something that they call embryonic. They're calling them eggs, huevos. But could they have been designed for one purpose and one purpose only? With a wide set of hips to birth something else. They were pods. And that's it. That's all they were there for. They didn't need to breathe. They didn't need to walk around. They didn't need to do anything. They need to be impregnated only or a vessel for these things, right? Do you have the answer? Because I don't. It's just a theory that I'm putting out there. My next theory is that they are a mistake. Uh, they are a first step into what whatever created them was looking to make. What do I mean by that? Well, let's say they come down. They take a little bit, and, and this goes to some of the DNA things that were found. There was bovine DNA in it. Well, what today is huge within the field of UAP UFO research? Cattle mutilation. So did they take a little bit of this? Another thing that they found, legume, right? What are beans? They have a fantastic resistance to disease, right? They're, they're, they're considered a superfood. Um, they're considered something that should you incorporate these into your diet, they help with fiber, they help with your heart, they help lower cholesterol, they make you fart like crazy, but you know, you got to trade something off. So were these beings that created these beings, and that's what I'm going with here, did they screw up? Did they do the first one? The first batch looked like a bunch of little lizard people that couldn't move. I don't know. Now let's talk about the metal implanted. So, and I didn't write this down and I apologize, but uh, the type of metal is a, is a strange metal, uh, very rare, and it's used in our satellites. Um, coincidence? I don't know. 
just seems weird that this this metal would be found within these beings. Uh, and then the plates that are on them. Uh, one of them was wearing a ring. Um, something weird is going on. That it, it, it's definitely something odd. It's bizarre. Um, again, I, I, I am with everybody out there that looks at these things and goes, nah, little Tommy made those things for his fifth grade science project. I'm with you on that. It's bizarre. Um, but again, I follow the science. I don't follow what it looks like. I don't, I don't look at the platypus. That thing's bizarre, right? Egg laying mammal. Still there. Look at some of the things in our ocean, right? Some of these things make no sense. Look at the, look at the giant oarfish, right? Things, what is it up to 50, 70 feet long or something like that? Lives at a huge depth. It's a bizarre looking fish. We have things all on our own world that are bizarre, that don't make sense. The bumblebee, for example, should not fly, right? It's, if physics looks at the bumblebee, physics looks at the bumblebee and says, this can't fly. Look it up. I'm not, it's not, I'm not making it up. It's there. So there's things out there that, that don't make any sense to anybody. I think that's where we're at with this thing. I think a lot more needs to be done. Um, I don't, I've, I've heard a lot of xenophobic crap, but well, it's coming out of Mexico, so it's going to be trash. Uh, no. So that, that, that's an awful thing to say. Um, I'm not saying that around and across the, uh, across the globe, there aren't um, many experts, but there are many experts in Mexico too. And to say that is, is really poor. It's a very poor um, example of, of what you think of your fellow humanity out there in the world. I, I, I disagree with it. Um, I'm not saying that there isn't differences between cultures, but to say uh, they have no credibility because they're Mexican is disgusting. And I, I'm, I, I reject that. Um, so one of the things that we need to move forward with is a new analysis. And again, I am trying behind the scenes to get to that analysis and to hopefully uh, make a proper um, offer. So that is something that I am currently working on. Um, so again, if, I, if I'm to kind of sum this up, if you're unable to make a determination between the two teams overall, and if you are unable to determine exactly where this thing lies as far as taxonomy is concerned, you need to keep asking questions. Because just looking at it and saying, oh, well, this guy's got a known hoaxer, and the guy that did it is a known hoaxer, and uh, well, again, let's go back to the let's go back to the guy with the gold. You know, he brought all that fake gold in, but then that one time he brought in the five pounds, right? Doesn't matter where it came from. It exists. So therefore, to to dismiss this out of hand and to dismiss this from where it came from is is simply it, it's not science. It's not it's not realistic you need to still apply now if you get five seconds into the thing and you said look there's stitches here there's this and then you throw it in the trash and you say you're you know meathead come on give me a break but that's not what happened and enough people enough tenured people and enough people uh, credentialed people um saw this on both sides and continue to do analysis one way or another that ought to tell you something that should immediately say something to you 
yeah, those people are stupid. No, they're not. I'm I'm gonna say no. Uh, these are PhDs and doctors. Um, these are experts in their field. I'm sorry. No, I reject that. Um, so if I go on and, and I keep asking this question over and over and over, can you define to me what the reality and what the truth is? If you can't, and if you just say, I know, I just know, that's not an answer. That's, that's not an answer. So let's move on from that part. Again, I, I think you should give at Quantica Science a follow. Uh, go look at the video that was made tonight. Um, it's probably about 45 minutes to an hour maximum. Um, go watch it. Determine for yourself what you think. Um, and then again, stay tuned because hopefully I'll be able to get uh, access at some point and be able to do uh, an additional analysis. Um, may not happen, but I'm trying. So let's move on to NASA. Uh, NASA took a year to come up with a UAP and uh, UFO report, right? So one of the things that they want to do uh, is they, they detailed findings from uh, the study took a year. It was on a UAP, and it, it only relied on, in their words, non-classified materials. Um, one person said, you know, this is still valuable, but why? None of this makes sense to me. If you're going to do a bona fide, real deep dive into what they're doing or, or what these UAPs and UFOs are, why would you not look into the incredibly valuable database of information that's out there? So this is something that comes directly from Mike Gold, right? And he's a member of the NASA's UA, NASA UAP team. NASA is tramp, transparent. NASA is open. NASA involves the public. NASA reaches out to international allies. And the agency has a vital role to play in terms of bringing sunshine to the issue. Uh, said very eloquently, less sensationalism, more science. Let's do everything out in the open, which is why we're doing that without classified information. What? Are you kidding me? You have access to all this information, classified or declassified or unclassified. Use it. What are you talking about that you're not going to do this, that you're not going to look at this stuff? That is one of the most disingenuous, um, patronizing responses I have ever heard out of any bureaucrat in our government. It's right up there. Uh, you're talking about one of the most important things to humanity, which is where we are in the scheme of where we are in the universe and where we are in our own galaxy. And you're telling me that you're not going to look at the files that, let's, let's be honest, we all know they have. They're not going to look at that and they're not going to bring that up. So what they're going to do is they're going to, and, and mark me right here, a prediction. They're going to start utilizing this quote-unquote uh, crowdsourced uh, data collection. And they're going to start saying, oh, look, it's a balloon. Oh, look, it's this. Oh, look, it's this. All the while, they have in their possession, and NASA has been shown, uh, Photoshop expert must be a hell of a pay in, in the NASA field. I'll tell you, that's, that's something quite amazing to me. But uh, I think there was one, it was like, a 
picture on the moon or a picture of something that was like 77 Photoshop layers were found in it. Like, you gotta be kidding me, right? Like, there are a lot of people. I, I, I don't think that they think that people will find these things. But we have, you know, private experts out here on just about every field you could possibly imagine that are able to figure this crap out. And NASA has been obfuscating information since July 29th, 1958, when they were actually uh, commissioned, right? So let's go back into this before we continue on with all the NASA. So Dwight Eisenhower, uh, he presented the commission to T. Keith Glennon, right? And Hugh Dryden, that's their first administrator and deputy administrator. So this was July 1958. So what was Eisenhower involved in? Hmm. Area 51, right? Uh, he was also involved, if, if, you, if you believe this, that on February 20th, 1954, um, Eisenhower interrupted his vacation in Palm Springs, and he was to make a, a it was supposed to be a, a dental visit, right? That's the infamous dentist visit. Um, but he went at night to a nearby Air Force base, and the and the the story goes that he met two extraterrestrials. Well, obviously, soon after that, right? What happened? Right. So this is February, nineteen fifty four. Four years later, NASA is born, right? And NASA has not, and never will be an open agency to the public in the way that you think. To give them the credit for putting together this quote-unquote study moving forward is to erase the past 80 to 90 years of cover-ups. They are, to this cover-up, what, you know, uh, 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 the best way that I can put this would be... um, and I, I hate to be such a, a conspiracy theorist, but NASA is just simply a cover-up arm. That's all it is. It's it's simply there to sispumba ra 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 the United States, right? We beat the Russians to space. We we beat the Russians to the moon. Uh great. Um but you're also hiding truth from coming out. Um and this just felt completely and totally disingenuous. It was a, as far as I'm concerned, it was a slap in the face to the American public. Uh, Bill Nelson, in my opinion, should be ashamed of himself. He's turned into, not turned into, he's just basically proven himself a suit. Um, And that's it. And, and, you know, that's really, it's very sad when astronauts have come out and said, we're not alone. I've seen this. I know that this is here. Um, but he discounts it, and he doesn't even mention it. Oh, we're not going to use any information from the past in any way, shape, or form. We're only going to use what's moving forward. So my prediction is this. Everything's going to be a, a weather balloon or a weather phenomena, or it's a shooting star, or the sun was purple that day. You know, I, I just, I'm not, I, I have no faith in it. It's just, it's like arrow as far as I'm concerned. Throw them out. Stop paying them. All they want is money. It, it, it's just more lies. Just give me a break. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to listen to people saying, oh, you know, uh, uh, they've done such a great job. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. They're continuing to cover up. They're continuing to lie. They're continuing to make fun of you sitting out there because they think that you're being mm, a little overzealous, right? 
And what was one of the things that he said that people were uh, being mean on the internet, right? Well, well, welcome to 2023. Uh, you know how much flack I've caught? Give me a break. You know, it, it, it's, you know, suck it up. You, you are a public servant, uh, period, end of story, hard stop. You are paid for by the American people. Give us the truth. No more hiding things. Um, one of the, the other things that, that was really, really horrible was uh, him having no knowledge of brush. Are you kidding me? Like, this guy was, you know, technically one of the most important witnesses for the Congress probably ever. And he didn't have any concept of who he was. He heard a couple of things because he, he heard his news from the news, the nightly news. Just, it's absurdity. It's, it's like a circus. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Don't expect anything out of them. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, and then we got the news that um, they were not getting a committee uh, with subpoena power. Um, if you listened, uh, I think that he was pretty upset. Congressman Burchett basically, uh, probably within minutes of getting the thing, uh, the, the document that he received, uh, immediately put out that uh, they were not going to get that. And his words were cover-up. Um, and, and that's exactly what this is. It's, it's more of the uh, Department of Defense and the intelligence community pushing back controlling narrative but they're not even controlling narrative at this point they're trying to hide it um and that was one of the things nasa said too well we have no um no evidence that any of this is non-human intelligence related come on so uh one thing that he did mention was that he mentioned that they were going to have uh the ability to have another hearing that he spoke with speaker mccarthy well that's great but they're trying to oust mccarthy so who knows what's going to happen um, there's no uh, guarantee, well, there's no guarantees in life anyway, but there's no guarantee that they're going to be moving forward with this in any way, shape, or form uh, beyond uh, another meeting, another, um, uh, hopefully, a hearing that is uh, more with firsthand accounts. Um, I'm tr as I said, I'm trying to talk to Tim this week um, and get some more information. I'll put it up on the socials uh, once I'm able to get a hold of it. Um, but one of the other things that it, it kind of popped out at me um, was that not only do they have um, these meetings scheduled and, and all this rigmarole that's going around with the possibility of, uh, of the speaker being ousted, um, another person that came out was uh, the IG that Grush had, and i sorry, I don't have his name off the top of my head, the IG that Grush gave his information to sent Burchett a letter that basically said, we didn't even look at it. Well, there's a lot of ambiguity in the letter. There's a lot of uh, nuance to it. Um, there is uh, a lot of semantics to it. Um, and it felt like maybe they were, uh, he was kind of pushing off uh, to another department the the data so we need to see what happens with that i have in uh 122 different freedom of information uh requests that are ranging from the department of defense department of the navy uh the u.s air force 
uh, geospatial, uh, and NASA. Um, I in their very specific things that I have been asking for. So uh, one of them I got back uh, was on was related to Grush, um, and specifically uh, some of the things that he has reported on. I have gotten a response that they are doing it, that they are looking at it. I do not expect anything other than a lot of redacted crap, um, but who knows? Maybe we find someone on the inside that wants to give us the right information and we'll let it release. I don't expect that. Um, again, it's out there, um, and they told me it's going to be probably a few working weeks before I get the information back because they they declared specifically the one about Grush, it's pretty intensive. Uh, they declared that that was quote unquote um, complex. So uh, I think the letter is up on my Twitter page or X page if you want to take a look at it. It's it's not um, it isn't uh, pinned, but maybe I can I can put it into one of my highlights, I guess. Um, and you can just read it. it. It's nothing spectacular. It just basically says that this is complex and we need time. So we'll see what that that involves and what that goes and what we get from that, if anything. Um, one other um, piece of information, they found the F-35, apparently, or at least they found the debris from the F-35. Um, it's not really specifically related to UFO UAP stuff, so I don't really know that I want to get too deep into it. But wow, was that kind of weird, huh? Uh, they call it, uh, apparently it's not necessarily a uh, something that hasn't happened before. They call them uh, zombie planes. Um, it happened in the 70s. I think it happened in the 80s, once in the 90s, uh, where a pilot either ejected or, or wasn't on board for one other reason, for one reason. And uh, the plane, in fact, the one in 1970, it landed itself in the 70s, which is pretty impressive. Now the sip of my coffee. It's almost cold now. Um, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there. Um, update on the orb uh, image. I talked to the gentleman today. Uh, I had a, uh, a meeting, a uh, Skype call. Um, he gave me the story. I'm getting the images. I'm getting the images he took directly before, the image of the orb, and the images that he took directly after. So you're going to sh show a timeline of this orb. Um, and again, I believe that this thing is more than likely one of the best, if not the best, orb picture taken. Um, I'm going to have all of the uh, metadata attached to it, uh, and I'm going to open that to anybody to look at. It's going to be open source. You're going to be able to download it, uh, take a look at it, look at the histograms, open it up in Adobe Raw, whatever you want to do. So this gentleman is actually a photographer. Um, he does mainly, I, I don't want to completely tell the story yet. I, it's a big story to tell, but, um, so look for that. I'm going to be doing an article first, a podcast, and then I'm going to talk to him again. And I'm hoping to do, uh, either a live Q and a, or we'll do, uh, another video podcast where he can tell his story with his own words. Uh, so that's it for now. Uh, hopefully everybody is doing well. Um, later on, uh, again, I told you I have a, if you follow the Twitter, I have a very, very big uh, interview coming up, somebody that everybody wants. Uh, it's finally confirmed. I'm not telling you who it is yet. Uh, you'll have to tune in. So if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Also, uh, on whatever podcast app you listen to, 
Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us those stars, I'd appreciate that. Uh, it helps this to grow. Um, another thing that I wanted to say is if anybody has any ideas for podcast ideas, you can hit me up on uh, Twitter. It's UFOs underscore UAPs. Um, and feel free to send me a note. Until later, thanks for listening. You just listened to the Dear People of Earth UFO or UAP podcast presented by UAPmax.com. All rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or distributed without express written consent of the content creator. Thank you for listening.